0: Welcome to the Go Podcast. Go aspires to engage the local church in global missions. We seek to share mission stories that encourage, edify, and equip other Christians in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ at home and abroad. This podcast is a part of Liberty Bible Church Global Ministry. Your hosts for Go are Cami Santner, a missions partner with Liberty, and joining her is Kevin Cram, Pastor of Global Engagement at Liberty Bible Church. Welcome back to Go! We're glad to be back after a short break over the holidays, and we're looking forward to bringing you more compelling stories from the mission field. And today we're beginning a short two-part series on the dynamic ministry of medical missions. Since the early centuries of Christianity, followers of Jesus have been caring for the physical health and well-being of peoples and communities. And during the great age of missions, during the 19th and 20th centuries, Christian missionaries carried the gospel around the world, oftentimes establishing hospitals and clinics as they went. A concern for the health and well-being of individuals has gone hand-in-hand hand with the outreach mission of the church. And over the next two episodes, we'll be speaking with a couple of women who use their background in medicine as they serve him cross-culturally.
1: So, Cami, who are we talking with today? Today, we'll be speaking with Jenny Kuhn. Jenny serves with the Mission World Venture. She's a physical therapist in Beirut, Lebanon. Her primary ministry is working with Syrian refugees in that city as part of a church based community medical clinic. So, Jenny, thank you for joining us today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. So, Jenny, share with us a little bit about your ministry there in Beirut. What does your work actually consist of?
2: I am a physical therapist by background. So essentially, I use my skills as a therapist to treat a wide variety of patients through our church-based community clinic. The beauty of this clinic is that I can truly treat holistically, not just the physical trauma that so many of my patients have endured, but also psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually as well. I also regularly visit people who are unable to come to the clinic in their homes as a way to meet their families and address other needs as well.
1: That's great. Can you tell us a little bit about how God brought you into this particular line of work? I'm sure you have um, just a pretty fulfilling and comfortable life in the States as a physical therapist. So how did God lead you to limit on to use your skills there?
2: It was a long journey that I did not see coming. About 10 years ago, I went on a medical missions trip to Afghanistan, and it was during those 10 days that God really started to break my heart for refugees and specifically for the Muslim world. So when I returned to my home in Chicago, I felt called to work with refugees. And at that time, the Syrian refugee crisis was developing, and Chicago was receiving quite a lot of refugees. I started volunteering with several of them and just got to know them as people And I started doing short-term medical trips to the Middle East, and it just became harder and harder for me to come back. I felt like a lot of people could do what I was doing in the States, but minister well and holistically to these refugees in the Middle East. So I prayed a lot about the decision, and after a discussion with my church, uh, made a decision to leave my job and pursue medical missions in the Middle East. I wanted to work with Syrians, so Lebanon was a logical choice. As I could work with a local church here as they minister with Syrian refugees.
0: Well, that's cool.
2: So, I, I
0: guess the the really um, significant question around this idea of medical missions is why is the medical field so important as an avenue for ministry? Like, I think some people might be wondering, like, why not just go to Lebanon and, and Jenny and be an evangelist or be a church planter? Why? Are you serving particularly in the healthcare arena? What, what what makes this particular ministry such an important ministry to have in terms of the kingdom and the gospel?
2: The medical field, especially through physical therapy, is a huge open door. Many of the people that I work with come from very conservative backgrounds that would never enter a church. However, everyone needs medical care. Therefore, they'll accept a visit from a medical worker, no matter what their background, or they will be willing to go to a clinic, even a church clinic, if it has a good reputation and gives affordable care. So in addition to that, as a therapist, I see my patients 5, 10, maybe even 20 times. So it gives me the opportunity to really build a relationship with them on a deep medicine so every time I have a new patient visit, I pray that God will use that time to plant a seed. So, for example, I also work with people that do church planting or work with evangelists. So it's not necessarily an either or. I had a patient a few months ago and I brought a, a lady with me who is I would consider like a, similar to an evangelist. And this young man did not have a great prognosis. I did not think he'd be able to walk again after his injury. But she prayed from that first day with him that God would heal him completely. And not only would he be able to walk, but he would be able to provide for his family. And sure enough, after two months of treatment, he was walking, he had a job. And because of the the dual roles of both myself and medicine and her um, really proclaiming the gospel, they, they saw that difference and God really opened their hearts. And now their whole family is actually attending a home church group.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I think a lot of times in our our western world, we kind of like separate the body from the spirit, you know? I think that's part of one of our weaknesses is that we see the two as two separate entities within the person when they're when there really aren't, you know? Like uh, to to be an embodied person is to is to be human and to minister to the body and to minister to our health does have a significant connection to the spiritual world. Do you see that playing out in in the way that you've been working?
2: Yeah, I see that playing out 100%, especially since so many of my patients also have years of trauma built up from war or fleeing war. And that affects them not just physically but emotionally, and they carry that with them. And often, at the same time, they're questioning their religion, they're questioning what they've seen happen so it's, it's really a, a blessing to be able to treat all of those things, physical, emotional, and spiritual, at one time in a period where they're open to it. They're open to changes. They're open to, to hearing other, other things.
1: Absolutely. So Jenny, the church that you serve with in Beirut is particularly committed to this idea of community-based outreach. So could you tell us a little bit about them, what they do, what the role of those ministries of mercy and compassion have in this outreach?
2: Sure, I serve with the Beirut Nazarene Church, and they have several different missions, including businesses' mission and compassion services. So, for example, through our businesses' mission, we're able to provide jobs for people in our community in a country that has a huge unemployment rate. And through our compassion ministries, we provide daily meals to the elderly in our community, including widows. There is no social security or elder care system. So for these elderly people that do not have families to care for them, these meals are truly a lifeline. Through our medical ministry, we cover medicine and basic tests at 50% and exam costs at a minimum. And for special cases, we contribute to surgeries and procedures. And we also run a clothing ministry and have two mini markets. So it's, and you walk down the streets in our community. And if you say you're from our church, they can tell you any one of these ministries. It's really cool to have that presence in our community.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. I actually visited uh, the Beirut Nazarene Church uh, last year and got to see um, all the ministries that they have. I walked with the pastor through the neighborhood, exactly like you described, and it really was that experience. We walked through the neighborhood, and everyone that we talked to had some sort of story about how they were impacted because of the love and compassion of the church serving in that neighborhood. I mean, it was extraordinary and i know that that church has just seen a lot of like growth in the last year especially even through the crisis of the of the everything that's going on in lebanon and the syrian refugee crisis but because they have been so faithful to love people and show compassion like they have seen a lot of people turn to to christ and 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 begin to be a part of the church because of a lot of those ministries i mean it's been absolutely amazing so jenny um Basically, Lebanon is like we kind of intimated. It's kind of a really difficult place to serve right now, and I imagine especially in the healthcare field. Like, what are some of like the biggest concerns and challenges that you're facing right now as part of that ministry?
2: One of the biggest challenges is lack of healthcare workers. So, over forty percent of the doctors in this country have left over the past year due to the economic crisis and situation in the country. So it's very hard to find a specialist, to find a surgeon, anyone that you can trust to really work with your patients. And at the same time, many nurses have left and, and other healthcare workers, too. So that's that's a huge problem. Um, also, over 70 percent of the people now live below the poverty line, mm. meaning they don't have enough money even just to put a meal on the table. So if you don't have money for food, you certainly don't have money for medicines. So that brings another problem if you're talking about chronic diseases like diabetes or high blood pressure that need to be controlled. And really another problem I think that is more unique and maybe harder to describe, but I would say affects my patients on really a deeper level is the fact that Gallup recently did a poll of countries around the world to try to ascertain the emotional health of different countries. And this list included countries like Syria and Yemen and Somalia and they rank Lebanon as the highest for having people struggling with anger and sadness. Wow. And as you well know, someone struggling to that amount with anger is not going to be able to have good physical and emotional health. So that is, I would say, one of the greatest challenges.
0: Yeah. So can I, this is a little bit um, outside of our, our our flow here, but I really want to just you have you share really quickly. Um, that you have a really deep connection into that hard situation in Lebanon. Can you tell us a little bit about how you've chosen intentionally to kind of like, you know, be a part of that, those types of communities that are really struggling right now? Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, I really believe in in living in the community that I serve. So I intentionally live in a community that has a higher population of refugees. And in Lebanon, there is definitely a conflict right now between the Lebanese and the Syrian as they're all struggling. Everyone is struggling for either it's aid money or different things. And living in those communities can create higher tension. But at the same time, it means that they're not just a patient or it's not just a number like these are my neighbors. Yeah. So if I come home, that's my neighbor that doesn't have food, or that's the person that I, I see every morning when I walk down the street, that it's their kid that isn't able to do something. So it's just a much more personal level of the, the people that I see. So it, it does help drive that compassion to to really want to help and minister well.
0: Yeah, sure. Also gives you a lot of credibility in the community sure. as well. Yeah.
1: You talked earlier about this idea of when you share with them now, they're a little more open to that so how does working with people who have these physical needs? How has that opened doors to minister to them more deeply on that
2: spiritual level? Do you have any type of story that you could share with us? Yeah, I do actually have a story. Just this very week, it was very exciting. It happened yesterday. So there's this older man that I've visited for probably 3 months. One of the longer ones that I've visited. And he had horrible injury, was left paralyzed due to a surgery that was performed incorrectly. And to be honest, I didn't see much hope when I first saw him and thought maybe I'd see him for a couple of times and then leave it at that. He was, again, from one of these very conservative families, wasn't very open to talking about things. But God just put it on my heart, like, keep seeing this man, keep seeing this man. So I did. And truly, three months later, he's now went from lying mostly paralyzed on a mattress on the floor to we walked for the first time with the walker around his apartment yesterday. And he was so excited. It was like a different person. And my friend that was with me just started to ask him questions since he seemed a little bit more open to talking than normal about what he believed. And we went on a hour-long conversation about the prophets, and who Abraham was, was, and David was, and what that meant to him, and what that meant in our religion, and It was through those months of relationship building that led to that question. He wasn't in the emotional state to be able to talk about things like that three months ago, but through working with him over three months, through seeing him all that time, through building those relationships, we were able to have that conversation. And I pray that that leads to more. We're going to bring someone else from the church when we see him next week and and hope to dive more into those conversations. That's awesome.
1: Hopefully it goes well.
0: Yeah, we'll be praying for that. Well, thanks so much for being with us here today, Jenny. We really do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, before we wrap up our episode, uh, we want to end like we always do with a note of personal reflection. And um, so, Cammie, just how are you going to um, process this more this week? How are you going to lean into prayer as a result of our conversation today?
1: I think it's so easy to overlook the idea of actual health and spiritual health kind of working in tandem, just this hand-in-hand where if you're nurturing one, you're nurturing the other. And I mean, it's just incredible what Jenny's doing over there, and I really do want to pray not only for her and and for this team of people that she's working with, because they needed it since they're they're low on staffing, which we understand here all too well. <laughs> um, but also just for the people to to really have open hearts. I think when you go through something traumatic, it's really easy to turn off that spiritual side and and really easy to get angry. But the fact that they're open to these conversations is is really a blessing, and I think it's a great opportunity.
0: Yeah, um, I, I'm just when I talk to um, Jenny and when I talk to others that are working in the medical field, just for the for the gospel and for Jesus, um, my thoughts frequently turn to kind of stories from the early church where. Um, Kind of even a similar situation in Lebanon, in the early church, in the early um, ancient world, there was no medical care system. You know, there was no you know system of hospitals or elderly care or anything like that. Um, really, a lot of times people relied on their families to sure. provide that medical care. And when you didn't have a family or when you were vulnerable or when you were marginalized, like, oh, well, you didn't have that, you know, you didn't get that care. And that's where that void is. Where the early church stepped in, and the early church was known for how it radically cared for people that were sick. How they radically, like, uh, cared for those that were, had diseases or that you know had leprosy or or whatever, you know, going all the way back to Jesus's ministry himself. Like that um, aspect of caring for um, our physical brokenness, our physical. Neediness. Um, there is something really important, profound, in, in its connection to the spiritual proclamation of the gospel. And I don't quite understand all of it, but I know that the reason, one of the reasons why the gospel uh, spread so rapidly in the early church, was because they were known for their love and compassion for those that were most vulnerable. And so that's why. So when I hear about what Jenny's doing and others that those are my thoughts turn to that. I'm like, man, we need as a church to embrace that more and just kind of get past this dichotomy that we create between, you know, preaching of the gospel and serving people. Like we need to do both. And they are both in critical. Um, but they, they ought to be complementary and they ought to be going hand in hand together. And I'm just so grateful and seeing how Jenny does that in her ministry in Lebanon. So, constantly just lifting her up and and her team in that church in prayer. So before we kind of wrap up what I, I just want to kind of give a brief, um, administrative, uh, note. Um, we'd had a little break over the winter, um, now, which was, which was great for us. It gave us some time to just pause and to reflect on the podcast and to look ahead to the next year of how we're going to be planning. So, um, Kimmy and I are really excited because we have a lot of great ideas. So many good
1: things are coming for
0: stories that are going to be coming in the coming weeks. Um, but uh, we changed one little thing with our format, and what and that is instead of doing a weekly publishing an episode every week, we're going to do that every two weeks. So starting with this episode here in January, we're going to start doing that on that schedule for every two weeks. So our next episode is going to be coming in two weeks, and I hope you guys uh, tune in for that. So thank you for tuning in. Like we said, in listening, we aspire to give you real life stories and experiences to help you in your current phase of life.
1: As always, you can tune in next week as we hear more about missionaries serving in the medical field. And remember to go and make your life a mission.